Hello, and welcome back to Nightmare Lane. This Ooh. is, there we, there it is. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I talk over you every time, but it's fine. It's fine. So this is um, episode two of our special listener episodes, our April episode. Thanks for tuning in. Yay. We have some special guests joining us today from Strange History Podcast. Brad and Alyssa, thanks for coming on the show and sharing with us your personal stories. Anytime. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're so happy you're here. Happy to be here. Yes. Um, Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and where our listeners can find it? Absolutely. So the Strange History Podcast is dedicated to the weirder, stranger parts of history that a lot of people don't really know about or understand. We cover events like Operation Valkyrie in World War II, um, a gas attack that Germany did against Russia that resulted in what were basically zombies in World War I. We discuss just about anything that you don't know about, but might have heard. Ooh, have you guys done Diet Love Pass yet? We have not. Oh uh, that's God, the one. It, it was a Russian expedition, if I remember right, that just disappeared, right? So, no, that's the one, uh, kind of, you're, you're barking up the right, the right tree. Um, it was a, a group of students, and they were going to um, Don't Go There Mountain, and they had to go through... Uh, like dead man's pass or something and their bodies were found uh, like a month after they were supposed to have returned and their their tent had been cut open their bodies were crushed um and investigate the the government did an investigation the russian government and then they classified the results and wouldn't tell any of the locals what happened so there are lots of theories as to what happened and i won't ruin it for you and you should definitely check it out oh absolutely we definitely will you should have seen the way Alyssa's face lit up (laughs) yeah that's literally kevin's favorite story and so we're actually doing our season three we're going to be covering cryptids and she's convinced me that that counts as a cryptid so totally does it sounds like a cryptid to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, our podcast will be uh, covering it in season three, but it would be so cool if your podcast covered it too, and then we would be able to get different perspectives. Yes. Yeah, want to do that, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. And are you guys on Spotify or? We're on just about anywhere your ears are listening, from Spotify and Amazon to Google, CastBox, Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, Anchor, pretty much everywhere. Well, thank you for sharing with our listeners where to find your episodes in your podcast. And we're going to include a link to your podcast in our episode notes for this episode, if that's okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Cool. Well, um, our listener episodes tend to be about people sharing with us their personal spooky stories. Our listeners will write in and tell us their own spooky stories and we read them. Or in this case, you guys come on and you'll tell us your spooky stories and we'll ooh and ah. (laughs) I'm very excited. Yes. So if you guys want to get started, we're, we're excited and ready. 
Absolutely. I want to uh, preface this. I know in your uh, March listener episode, you guys asked uh, the person, oh. I don't remember his name, if you believe in ghosts. Yeah, we did. We asked Matt St. Jack if he believed in ghosts. And that's something that we should be doing every episode. Thank you for reminding us. So I'll ask, do you guys believe in ghosts? We are actually both ghost hunters by trade. Oh, so cool. To investigate the paranormal at um, the place where we work. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fancy. You guys are legit. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize we had like actual ghost hunters as guests. I feel like we're moving up in the world. Thanks for being here. (laughs) I know we're we're like rubbing elbows. So now we've got bragging rights just through association. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, great. Well, that's so cool. So you guys have some real actual like up close stories then yeah we do and uh brad is actually going to ghost hunt later tonight i am i am i've got a trip booked for an overnight at the moundsville state penitentiary here in moundsville west virginia oh my wow. gosh um, I'll more stories later i will i will yeah. oh my gosh that one's supposed to be really haunted isn't it i believe so yes um Moundsville is, even though it closed in 1996, still listed in the top 10 most dangerous prisons in the entire world. Yeah, I was... of surviving in the building for like longer than a month were slim to none. Most people died within just a few days of being admitted there. Yeah. Um, I, uh, season two, I introduce haunted locations and talk about the hauntings and why that there would be ghost activity there. Um, and I told Kevin about it. And I did reading up and research on that location. Well, if you want another place to research, you can always research where we spend most of our time, which is the uh, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum here in Weston, West Virginia. Wow. Ooh. So we I'm figuring. A haunted asylum all the time. <laughs> oh, I just found it. <gasps> West Virginia. Oh, I'm going to research this. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry for that tangent, but I'm excited to hear what happens next. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. You want to go first or you want me to? I'll go first since I have a little bit of a shorter paranormal story. Um, I'm a little bit less experienced than Brad is um, in the paranormal, and my story involves him. So it's a little bit of a good transition. Sounds good. Yeah, that's super fun. Great. (laughs) So I had just um, started working at the asylum. I think I was on like month two or something. Um, And something that we mentioned both on like tour and to guests and stuff and just like known through us coworkers are doppelgangers. So like a copied version, maybe you'll hear someone's voice or you'll even see like a full body apparition of someone that you know. And I got to work a little bit too early one morning. Um, I parked my car and I went to go inside. I actually saw Brad sitting in his truck. And like I said, I got there too early. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, running in and clocking in and neither did he, but he was sitting outside in his truck. Um, He looked up at me and I waved and he waved right back and I just left him alone. I went inside. When I got inside to the main lobby, I saw a couple of my coworkers standing around just talking. Um, there were two other coworkers, and then the third person was Brad. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. 
Um, host, we can hear your breathing. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, Alyssa. I have a. Breathing I, I know you're problem. setting you're setting the ambience, but. <laughs> okay, sorry, Alyssa. Continue. It's okay. Um. So when I saw Brad inside, I was like, "Hey," because people were talking to him, so I knew he was at least real there. I was like, "Hey, I just saw you outside in your truck," and so all of us went back outside to check, and absolutely no one was in the driver's seat like I thought. And uh, your truck was locked, wasn't it? Yeah, for the first time in forever. <laughs> so I saw Brad, but not really. And that was my like one of my I'd say one of my first paranormal experiences working there that really like stuck to me. That's so mm-hmm. creepy because it like makes you almost it would make me feel like I've gone insane. I don't know what yeah. it made you feel, but like that's so creepy. I apparently have a doppelganger. I haven't seen her. I don't really want to, um, but I did have some coworkers say that they saw her um, in other parts of the building where I wasn't. So maybe I'll run into her sometime. Oh my god! I <laughs> I hope not. From the movie Us. Yeah, don't yes. run into your doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks for sharing that. That was actually really creepy. Uh, when you think about it, <laughs> man. Um, if you don't mind, can I tangent real quick and tell you guys the story of my doppelganger? Yes, please. Let me just comment real quick, host. It feels, uh, doppelgangers, I feel like, are on another level. They're so creepy because it feels almost targeted. And I think that's one of the things that scares me the most about doppelgangers because it's like they they sought you out and then resembled somebody you knew. Like, they're obviously nefarious because they're trying to trick you. So, yeah. Yeah. And then just have that on your way to work on just a casual day, I'm like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, it was in the morning too. It wasn't like at night or anything. It was probably about 9 a.m. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so no. creepy. See, I would have said nope to the whole situation and I would have gone home. I, I would have been too scared to go home. Because <laughs> um, you could have stopped and got hot chocolate or something. I don't know, but like... <laughs> Man. It's going to follow me home where I'm alone. No. <laughs> staying at work (laughs) did you guys have security cameras for the parking lot because i would have straight up looked for the security camera oh i don't know not for there's one back there in the back lot yeah but i don't know because we were parked yeah because we were parked over beside the old laundry building yeah off to the side yeah so probably you know of course not where we needed to be but no Right. right it never is Okay, well, my doppelganger story, um, this is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but so it happened at Victoria's Secret. I went into Victoria's Secret, and I was shopping, and the lady that worked there kept asking me questions about my personal life and stuff, and I was a little weirded out by it. And then she finally just stopped me, and she's like, I know somebody that looks exactly like you. And I was like, what? She goes, I know someone that looks exactly like you completely identical and she's here now if you wait here I will be right back and I was like okay and then she ran off and she came back and she brought this girl around the corner and it happened to be my identical twin (laughs) I don't know how you react in that situation I have no reaction no she's being facetious um I'm sorry the host and I are identical twins and and Kevin worked at Victoria's Secret. 
So when I went in shopping, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I have. You were born with me. I just carry you around. It was a mistaken identity. (laughs) Sorry. I just couldn't resist. But yes, this girl really thought she found my doppelganger and she brought Kevin out of the back from lunch and was like, look, I found somebody that looks exactly like you. And neither of us were impressed because we lived together. (laughs) cool (laughs) okay that was my story sorry guys (laughs) I also find it interesting that you mentioned that you feel doppelgangers are almost targeted (laughs) and I would like to uh add to that by saying that that building hates me (laughs) in the worst of ways Really? I have been I have been physically assaulted there. I've been punched, slapped, and shoved. I've had my hair pulled. I get bullied by the ghosts there. Um, they tell me things ranging from that I'm fat and ugly to telling me that I talk too loud. Oh my gosh, that's okay. so mean. Yeah, they need to take a step. Not cool. No, they need to take a step back. There's no reason to bring your, like, physical appearance into this. And if you talk too loud, they can just wear earmuffs. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Maybe they can't because they're They're nice to me. I don't know what you did. I exist. No, that's... Go ahead. Sometimes that's that's not okay. Oh, sorry, host. I was going to say, sometimes that's all you need to do. But then Kevin was coming and being nicer about it. So. <laughs> oh, no, it's just bullying is just not okay. I don't care if you're dead. Like, Even- like I'm, I, I try hard to be very respectful and stuff, but you don't get to just be inappropriate. I don't care what your your bad hand is you know, was dealt to you. No, I think you should really address those ghosts and tell them that bullying is not cool. And maybe, maybe they'll take a step back. Maybe they'll, they'll think about how they're affecting the people around them. An an anti-bullying campaign for the afterlife. That sounds like a really supportive idea. (laughs) Or maybe they're just a-holes. I don't know, but you, maybe you could try. You just be like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did to offend you, but this is not okay. And it makes you guys look really bad. It really does. Like, if you weren't dead, no one would want to be your friend because, frankly, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually very sincerely sorry that that is your experience in that building. It does not sound like a very mentally healthy, safe space to be working if they're harassing you like that. Oh, it's, it's great. I could deal with it better than I thought. Oh really? Yeah. I would once you once you realize that there's just there's people they like and people they don't like, it gets really easy to just vibe with it. There's something about me that they don't like. And that's fine. It's acceptable. But there's other places of the campus that I can go to, like the old Max Security Prison, and they love me up there. They're nice, um, they're respectful, they uh, give great activity. If I ask them to do something from turn on a flashlight to slam a door to trip someone, they generally do. Oh my gosh, That's you're like cool. so self-assured and confident. I love it. Dude, if a, if a ghost picked on me and bullied me, I would like act fine, but I'd be so crushed on the inside. And you're like, <laughs> I don't care. I love this. I love this. This is great. You're, you're awesome. I applaud you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel... It's, it's important to remember, and I just want to make this point. Yeah, 
your self-worth is not contingent on what the the dead or the the living think of you like like i like that i mean bullying is not okay but at the same time you don't have to take that on and listen to their opinions okay good i feel so much more positive now thank you for sharing that <laughs> this got so inspirational i love it <laughs> if you haven't noticed we do uh tend to be very much about mental and emotional health and so we do a psa at the end of every episode so i know it's probably sounds ridiculous but we are being sincere when we say that like your mental and emotional health, given whatever, wherever you work or your experiences, it, it does matter. Right. I personally, I work with uh, five-year-olds and I do care what they think of me, tragically. <laughs> um, and I think that they're almost, they can be almost as mean as your ghost because they call me fat on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> your five-year-olds are so mean. <laughs> They can be, yeah, but um, they're living, so let's move off of that conversation. <laughs> and Brad, would you be willing to tell us more about your experiences? Absolutely. I have a few stories that I can tell from the building, and then I have one that I can share from uh, just daily life. Oh, that would be great. I'm excited. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to just do a few little short stories about work in general and some of the stuff that happens there. My first paranormal experience in the building that I distinctly remember was in October of 2018. And the only reason I remember that is because it was the year that I started there. But I had finished up with one of my flashlight tours and we have to walk back down this one long hallway completely by ourselves. I didn't have any shadows with me. I didn't have anyone following me and it's like, what, maybe an eighth of a mile walk? Down it's, pretty, it's pretty long. Yeah, I think it's like an eighth of a mile walk in this dark building with no electricity, no lights. And you remember that episode of SpongeBob where he was like, it's advanced darkness? It's that. It is <laughs> oh. murky and it's just terrifyingly dark. But I'm minding my own business. I'm walking down the hallway. I'm maybe playing on my phone a little bit. And I get near the bathroom for the unit that I was on and I hear someone go, hey. So I stop in my tracks and it sounded like my coworker. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's someone down here with me. Maybe there's an emergency. So I just stand for a second and I hear nothing and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep walking. And I take like three more steps and I hear something go, hey Brad. And I turn and look into the room where it came from and I get punched in the chest. I don't see a hand. There's no like, you know, fist coming from the darkness, but it hit right in the center of my chest, like a Mack truck, knocked the air out of me. I went down to my knees. I was crying. I couldn't breathe. Just the most intense physical pain I had felt pretty much since I got in a fight in middle school. It hurt really, really bad. Yeah. I composed myself and I got back down to the center lobby and I was still in tears. And one of my coworkers was like, dude, what happened? And I was like, I got punched. I got hit. And they were like, oh, you were down there by yourself. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. They're mean to people who are by themselves. So that's how I learned that we're not supposed to be down there alone. Anytime. Well, <laughs> uh, I've had to walk down there by myself, thankfully in the daytime. Um, and I still, I just full on sprint the whole time. I'm like, you guys aren't catching me. 
think I would actually get a letter from my doctor saying that I'm not allowed to go down there. <laughs> this would just turn, it's funny. turn it into HR. You're covered. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. The other story I have is a little bit more lighthearted. I was working in an overnight year before last. And we were up in the violent men's unit. And I had just a few people with me. There wasn't a lot of people, but I was working with one of the senior ghost hunters. And she had mentioned that there was a guy who hung out in the area we were in who likes to go home with people. And she had all of her equipment running and she was like, hey man, do you want to go home with me? And it took a few seconds, but we eventually heard the voice of a younger male say, no. We all got a bit of a chuckle out of it. And we didn't really get a lot of activity afterwards, but one of the guys in the group decided that he would ask. So he goes, hey buddy, do you wanna go home with me? And it took maybe about 10 or 15 seconds, but eventually the spirit box replied in the same voice and said, no. Eventually one of the girls in the group decided she would ask and she said, hey, handsome, do you wanna come home with me? And there was a shorter pause, but the guy was like, May maybe? We got a bit of a chuckle out of that. And eventually I decided that I should toss my two cents in. So I said, hey, you want to come home with me? I'll feed you. And it was like the blink of an eye, the drop of a hat. An older man goes, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> to the best no. of my knowledge, no one followed me home. Okay. Oh, this was before I lived here. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was when I was still living. This is a different ghost. This is a different ghost. No, the <laughs> was here when I moved in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm not inviting. I don't even invite the living home with me. I'm not going to invite the dead home with me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Braver than, than we are. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I do it for the vibes. Well, you see, you seem to be like that social kind of that social butterfly. So, um, yeah, I like the solitary vibes, the ghost vibes. I just had to say that because it, it's cool. Anyway, um, the next one I have is a little bit longer. It does not take place at work. I was actually a teenager when this story takes place. Okay. Um, my stepfather used to work for a large railroad company. He was one of the uh, like main engineers for the area he worked in. So he had keys to all the auxiliary gates. He could get into places that people weren't really supposed to be in. And my mother and I being adventurous decided to take advantage of that. So we would always have him take us places that he wasn't really supposed to take us. We'd look at pretty waterfalls and get, you know, pictures of cool trees. And one day he, decided to mention to us that there is a tunnel on their train route that he could get us to. And we were like, mm -hmm. okay, what's so special about a tunnel? Well, the tunnel was built either just before the Civil War started or was in operation before the Civil War. I cannot remember which one, but I do remember that Confederate troops in the area would hang Union soldiers all the way through this train tunnel. It's oh my not gosh. It's not a straight stretch. It has a 15 degree turn, which is just insane. It's pitch black. You can't see anything. You can't even see when the turn is, but the tracks are still in use. There were trains through there all the time. 
And a lot of the workers always reported seeing people like either hanging from the ceiling or standing in the alcoves or standing on the tracks. And they were always wearing those pretty union blue uniforms. So these guys knew it was there. They knew there was something creepy in the tunnel, but you know, it's part of their job. They kind of have to go through there. But we bullied my stepdad into taking us. And me and my mom <laughs> were just gonna walk from one end to the other to prove that we could do it for no other reason, just you know, asserting our dominance over the supernatural forces that may or may not have lived in the tunnel. I didn't really believe in the paranormal at this point. I mean, I did. I'd had a few experiences as like an itty bitty kid, but I tossed them off. But we're starting to walk down this tunnel and we get maybe two or 300 yards in and we're just getting to that 15 degree turn. There's no light in front of us. There's no light behind us. It's just dark. So we turn on our flashlights and we walk for maybe an extra 50, maybe 60 feet through that curve. And we see movement on the left-hand side of the tunnel. And this guy steps out of one of the alcoves. He looks like a normal person. He looks at us and we look at him and he starts to walk towards us. Now, remember, we're not supposed to be here. We are trespassing. And because railroads are more often than not owned by the federal government, we could have gotten in a lot of trouble for what we were doing. So we were like, okay, we're gonna get in trouble. We're just gonna wait for him. There's no sense in running. But as he got closer, it was not a person. This thing was like, butt naked, grayish white skin, almost almost like charcoal. And I'd say it was every bit of at least eight, maybe nine foot tall. It was massive. Whoa. And when it got close, like not close-ish, still like a few tens of foot away from us, it stopped walking on two legs and dropped down to four and was like, creepy crawling towards us. We've got a flashlight trained on this thing. We can see it, it is there. It's not a shadow, it's not some weird dog with mange, but we decide that it, it's good idea to run. So we turn and haul as quick as we can out of this tunnel. And when we start to run, it starts to chase us. No, and you can hear, no thank you. You can hear it's like, fingernail claw things like click clacking against the train the tracks it's like bone against metal very sound ingrained into my skull but it only chased us for maybe 30 seconds and then just stopped and when we turned around and looked there was nothing there let me so, interrupt again i'm sorry yeah, go for it host you're breathing oh my gosh i'm sorry i was just really into it Okay. I know. <laughs> I was okay. staring at Brad like, oh my God, because I've never heard this story. It was, I know. It was terrifying. It definitely changed my, uh, my outlook on life afterwards. I didn't sleep for several days. My God. I slept is... for several years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you found Gollum. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> No, didn't you hear? He said it's like nine feet tall. Gollum was yeah. short. Dude was huge. It's is, it's the new Gollum. This is Gollum's Gollum. cousin. Yes. Uh, that's terrifying, honestly. And uh, I mean, I would run too. I believe you 100%. And that's terrifying. 
So I'm staying out of train track tunnels. Okay, uh, you so guys are you guys are lucky. This is only like the third time I've ever told this story to anyone. My yeah, God, that's a really good story. And and I, I so I'm gonna preface what I'm about to say <laughs> with like I totally believe you. But wouldn't it be super funny if it was just like a really tall homeless person who was irritated that you were there and there and he was like, I'm gonna freak you out. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe. I mean, in, was, Virginia. in the middle of West Virginia in coal country with <laughs> no coal mines being open. Mm-hmm. That's more plausible than anything I thought of. <laughs> if it was, the dude was committed. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah sold on this uh on this act yeah Um, that was an incredible story thank you for sharing with us you're very welcome i I would be so scared i I mean and i think i would have done the same thing like if i was sneaking around in there and i used to work uh security so i've definitely done my fair share of sneaking around where i'm not supposed to be because i had the keys and I figured, even though I wasn't supposed to be there, I was like, um, who's going to get me in trouble? I'm security. So po- poked around, probably shouldn't have. But um, yeah, if I ran into something like that, <laughs> I think I would have quit. <laughs> like the power went to your head, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. But I never found anything good. So I found some lady peeing in a stairwell once, but that was about, that was about it. I was very mad. I may or may have not remembered another story. Let's hear it. That's a little bit more. T- I totally forgot until I was like, I like typed a quick thing to Brad. I was like, wait, should I talk about this? <laughs> so we were, it was a big group of us. It was in November of this year. Um, we were allowed to be there. Yeah. We got, we got permission. Yeah, it was the, yeah. Yeah, we were ghost hunting <laughs> with some of our coworkers. It was the... Uh, last night of us being open um, because we closed like for seasonal reasons. It's very cold in that building. <laughs> um, so this was at work. And on the third floor of the asylum, there's a really big auditorium uh, that they use for a bunch of different things like church services, dances and stuff like that, like throughout the asylum's history. Hmm. Um, and that was the place that us, as, it was probably about 10 of us, us as a group wanted to go. And there's this old story of this woman who used to work there uh, named Sue, and she was actually in a bunch of, like, the ghost hunter shows, um, whenever they visited the asylum, they would go talk to her, because she worked there when it was open, and then worked there as a tour guide, like we are, um, she was actually reading a Bible verse in the auditorium, when a bunch of, like, noise and stuff was happening, and she said it felt like very, like, heavy, evil presence, so they ended up leaving, so the group of us were like, hey, why don't we read that same Bible verse, it was, um, Matthew 10 through 11, and see what happens. And I, for some dumb reason, said, oh, I'll read it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like a horror movie 101. <laughs> Do not volunteer. So we all sat very like separately apart for some reason. I'm not, I wanted to sit in a circle, but everyone was like, no, we'll spread out. Uh, so I start reading off my phone. And we have someone in the background on a... I don't mean to interrupt, but they didn't want to sit in a circle because they were trying to have distance. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. I just wanted someone close. <laughs> they were like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we don't want to be next to you when it does. You're right. You're right. I was standing by one of the doors. I was ready to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, check you later. This will make a good story. <laughs> 
So we had someone who um, was doing a spirit box. And so usually, um, at least in this situation, they had headphones in, so he couldn't hear anything that we were saying. Um, and he would just repeat whatever was coming through on the spirit box. Um, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's like, it plays radio frequencies really, really quickly. Um, sometimes you can do it backwards. Some people just do it like regularly forwards. Um, and spirits can sort of use that frequency to speak is the best way to describe it. Yeah, pretty much. That's the, the technical. Thanks, <laughs> I try. Um, so he was just saying like whatever the spirits were saying. And I started reading, we got a no, um, he said, stop. Um, I kept going. Eventually, um, over the spirit box, he said, you witches. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so I kept going. Matthew through 10, 10 through 11, by the way, super duper long. Takes forever to get through. So it was probably, I finished like 10 and I was getting, I was like about halfway through 11. Um, and all of a sudden I started feeling like a heavy weight on my chest, like I couldn't breathe. Oh, no. um, and it made me start to have a panic attack. I literally just, I started hyperventilating and I threw my phone across the auditorium floor and just scooted myself as far back as I physically could on the ground. And right when I was throwing my phone, I think over the spirit box, we got something else, but I don't remember what it was, maybe another stop. Um, and that's when the person who was running the session actually looked up and like opened his eyes, he had his eyes closed. And so he got to watch me throw my phone across the room. Um, and for the rest of the night, I was absolutely terrified. And uh, we all sort of collected in the hallway afterwards, made sure I was okay. And everyone else in the group started commenting, saying it felt like uh, people were watching us. There's like an wow. overlook from the fourth floor into the auditorium. And they said it just felt like people were watching us from up there. So terrifying. Yeah. And then uh, later in the night when we were in a different section um, over the spirit box, they actually asked, are you okay? Um, and we asked, who are you talking to? And they said, Alyssa. Oh, at least, they, oh, wow. you know, some of them. Heard. <laughs> yeah, so some, they like me. They just don't like Brad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's nice. It's to be expected. Yeah. So they nice for Brad. Fine, so. I mean, that is a terrifying story, honestly. Yeah, I think I called my mom when I drove home and was like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so much braver than I am because it, this whole like going home after this thing or continuing to work after would not be what I would be doing. I don't know what I would be doing, but neither of those things. It's yeah, definitely something you got to get, get, get used, used to. to. I used to have nightmares when I first started. Hmm. I've seen people go through the entire training process to quit after only a week or two. It's, it takes, yeah. it takes a lot to yeah. deal with the sort of heaviness that comes with the history and, yeah. and everything. You can, you can feel people's pain in that place. Like you can walk down certain hallways and it's like, okay, I'm walking through, you know, a nursing home or a preschool. And then there's other times you walk onto a unit and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is hell. There's nothing else. This is just horrible. Yikes. Yeah. But if anyone yeah that's how I feel walking through the mall. I don't think I could do ghost hunting. Sorry, Definitely. Kevin likes to be funny. Um, I think that goes back to our very first episode when we were talking about how 
emotional imprints on places can be long lasting. And when something so horrific or so big happens in a place that it can just stay there and it corrupts the location. I, I definitely believe that. I definitely believe in the, you know, residual energy of, of heavy emotions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For, um, the, for the record, I, I, I wasn't actually trying to be funny. What I, Oh. Yeah, feeling everybody's emotions and stuff when I walk through crowded spaces. Um, and so it would be, I think, overwhelming to be in an environment that you know is already bogged down with intense, heavy, negative emotions. Yeah. For sure. um, yeah. I, I didn't mean to come across across as like blithe i i wasn't trying to be uh trite just to be clear oh my bad um that's an incredible story i honestly all of the stories you guys have shared with us thank you so much for doing so because they're just mind-blowing i know they're very scary i'm sure we'll gain more as time goes on so if you ever need any more just let us know oh yeah definitely We would love to reach out again and have you guys on here uh, for an additional listener episode. Um, One of these days, we're going to do a listener episode of our own experiences, but um, right now we're just loving meeting and collaborating with people and hearing what they have up their sleeves. Yeah, I think that's all our really scary stories anyway. Yeah. (laughs) The only other one I can think of is when I was told to shut up, but that's not really... (laughs) I mean, I guess it's funny. <laughs> funny, definitely. Well, now you gotta tell it. <laughs> um, follow up. Can I curse? Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> so, I had just finished up one of my daytime history tours, and I'm walking back in the building with my tour group, and my manager walks past me. She's going to lock everything up. It's the you know end of the day. We're getting ready to go home. So she goes up, she locks up the building that I was in. She's starting to come back down the hill just as I hit the back door of the main building. She can't hear me anymore, but she said that as she's walking back down to the lobby from the third floor of the building, she hears someone go, blah, blah, blah. Why won't he shut the fuck up? He is so loud. And... She thought it was someone on my tour. So she runs into the main building and I've already let everyone out. There's no one left. And she told me this and she told me she had an audio recording, but I've never heard it. Ooh. Oh man, I want to hear the audio recording. For real. Back to the bullying. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel it though, because I get told to shut up pretty frequently at work. But again, it's the living, not the dead. So that's where the comparisons end. Uh, Wow. Again, your stories just blow my mind. Sorry for being speechless, but... Yeah, same. (laughs) Well, if that was your last story, thank you so much for coming and sharing on our podcast. I'm really excited about this listener episode and for you guys to have come out and told us so much about it. And it's just been an incredible experience. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having us. Yeah, this was so fun. Yeah, our pleasure. And again, anytime you guys want to come back on and share some additional stories or give us updates, we would love that. We do our listener episodes once a month. It's always published on the 13th of the month. Um, And uh, yeah, anytime you guys want to come on in, you're welcome. We will. Yeah. We'll definitely 
I'm sure more stuff will happen. Oh yeah. We start back Great. to work in two weeks. Two weeks so yeah. Wow. Well, good luck with the season. And uh, yeah, once uh, again, just a reminder for our listeners, this was Strange History Podcast with Alyssa and Brad. Um, co- they co-host their show. and You can find their show anywhere that podcasts are available, except Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're uh, on Apple Podcasts, aren't they also on Breaker? Yeah, it would automatically do it. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, our regular episode will still be coming out every Sunday. And that's all I got. Kevin, do you want to do your PSA? Um, just a reminder to everybody out there, if you're going through something challenging, and again, I know the world is crazy right now, so it's hard to imagine that somebody's not going through something challenging. Just know that you are not alone. You are loved, even if it doesn't always feel that way. Um, and you're courageous and amazing. It's not easy doing what you do and you do it every single day. So remember that, um, take care of yourself and we look forward to checking in with you next time. Don't let those ghosts bully you. (laughs) Just, just for you guys, I'm going to run an anti-bullying campaign. I'll make a video of it the day we go back and tag you in on Twitter of me telling ghosts not to bully people. That would be incredible. I I would would love that so much. I would love you for a thousand years for that, honestly. Well, now we have to. Yes, that would be incredible. Okay. Um, Did you guys want to say anything before we sign out? Just thank you for having us. This has been an awesome experience. Great. Want to hear about weird, strange history stuff? Yeah. Yes. Um, Cool. Uh, Then I'm going to go ahead and end this recording. Okay. Bye. Hey, Kevin. Hey, host. How are you? Doing good. Craving some bubble tea. Aren't you always? Yes, but guess what? Um, Have you ever heard of Buy Me a Cup of Coffee? No, what's that? Buy Me a Cup of Coffee is a platform where people who want to support our podcast and our creating can donate $5, $10, or $15. And it's a one-time donation instead of a subscription. And we can put that money towards our podcast or bubble tea. <laughs> I like the idea of listeners who want to support us being able to give us a one-time donation to put things towards our podcast and production. Because I think that would increase our production value. You know what helps production value? I have a suspicion that you're about to say bubble tea. Bubble tea. Okay. I guess it just depends on how much our listeners love me. You can go to buy me a cup of coffee slash nightmare L6. If, or click on the link below if you guys want to support our production and my addiction. Oh, I have a feeling our listeners absolutely love you. Hey, host. How are you doing? Hey, Kevin. I'm feeling a little bubble tea-esque. Ooh. Well, on your way to go get bubble tea, have you heard that we're on a new listener platform? What? We're on a new platform? 
Yeah, it's called Newsly. It's an audio app for both iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics in the web at any given moment, and it reads it to you in a natural human voice. Natural? Wow. So not the creepy uh, robotic monsters we normally get? Correct. So for the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable in a, in a not creepy robot voice. That's incredible and really accessible. It might mean that I could find some articles on Bubble Tea and give it a listen. Absolutely. You can brow browse any articles from topics you choose and start playing immediately. You could do like sports, science, Bitcoin, Kardashians, or Bubble Tea. And you can follow any topic as specific as you like. Incredible. And we're on this platform? Yeah, they have podcasts as well, exploring trending podcasts from over 50 countries, and Nightmare Lane is one of them. Wow, 50 countries? That's almost a third of the world's population. Did you know there's 159 countries in the world? I did not. I feel like I should have known that, actually. Maybe it's something we could discover on Newsly. Probably. And if you download and use Newsly now... For free, you can download it on www.newsly.me, M-E, or use the link in the description. And if you use promo code PODCASTLANE, you get one month of free premium subscription. We have a promo? We do. Isn't that cool? Incredible. So if I download this now and I use Podcast Lane, I get a whole month free? Yes. It is incredible. That's really cool. So download Newsly and listen to Nightmare Lane on your way to go get some bubble tea. Incredible. 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 Okay, I'm done. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible.